the vehicle doesn't matter. It's the mission that's been placed on your heart. And to try and separate the two and say like, oh, I'll, I'll live my purpose, you know, outside of my career is silly because then you're going to be out of integrity in all those hours that you're living your career and to strip your children from the opportunity of witnessing the heart of the work you do, not necessarily the the tactical stuff. I don't want my kid, you know, being bored out of his tree, sitting there watching me send emails and not saying that, (laughs) but he understands why we do what we do. Hi, I'm Adam Chatterley, and this is the Beauty Business Podcast. It's a podcast for people who run a beauty business. Now, if you're a beauty or wellness business owner and you'd like to have more prospects, more leads, and more clients than you know what to do with, if you'd like to be making more money, all while having more fun than you think should be legal, then you're in the right place. Now, whether you're just starting out or if you've been in the industry for years, we're going to be giving you the lowdown on both new and trusted tools, strategies, and systems, along with just the right amount of inspiration and philosophization to help you start having more fun, making more impact, and more importantly, making more money in your beauty business. Now, with over 750,000 downloads, along with hundreds of five-star ratings and reviews worldwide, this is the number one podcast specifically for independent beauty business owners. Now, if you want to check out all the episodes, all the guides, downloads, links, and giveaways, just head to beautybusinesspodcast.com. What do you do when you're trying to grow a business, but you also want to be an amazing parent? Can you really do both? So if you're feeling split in two between being a parent or even just having a life and growing your business, this episode is definitely for you. Now, before we get into the episode today, I wanted to make sure that you've taken the opportunity to grab yourself a copy of my incredibly popular, entirely free and very useful ebook. It's called The 7-Day Booking Boost, and that's exactly what it is. Three simple things that if followed for seven days will deliver a huge change in your booking numbers. Now, it's a brand new edition. It's extremely beautiful, but most importantly, it's specifically written for beauty and wellness business owners and operators just like you. Now, it outlines a very simple and easy and straightforward three-step strategy that will take you just 15 minutes a day ideally the first 50 minutes of your day, to almost guarantee a massive increase in your reach, an increase in your connection, and simply an amplification of all your marketing efforts. Now, this in turn will bring you more bookings, more clients, and naturally, along with all that, more money too. Now, it forms the fundamentals of what I teach to all my coaching clients, and I'd like to share it with you. It's been downloaded by thousands and thousands of people all over the world, and we've recently updated it so it's even easier to use. So if you want a very short, effective strategy and a checklist that's full of pleasure and joy, then go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash boost, or click the link in the episode description and download your copy with my compliments today. Welcome along to the Beauty Business Podcast. I am your host, ex-opera singer turned sci-fi nerd, Adam Chatterley. True story, used to sing in operas many years ago now, but we went on tour. Technically, we went to Europe once. We did the Edinburgh Festival and all that jazz. Mmm, the good old days. But now I'm all about helping you to grow your best, most profitable, not take over your life business that I can or that you can. But growing and running any successful business comes at a bit of a price, right? Time. Time is the main thing. And that's annoying because, you know, at the best of times, when you're a parent or a spouse or in a relationship, sometimes the business has got to come first, especially if you're still growing it. And often the business has to come first 
quite a lot. And with that comes the guilt. Now, I've built my own business now to be pretty time flexible, but still there are times when work has to come before the kids and then, oh, the guilt sets in. Then there are other times we quite rightly prioritize family time to try and balance those things out. And then there's that guilt that you feel because there are the bills to pay, things to get sorted, deadlines to meet. And then you feel guilty that you should be working more. So constantly feeling split in two between family and work is a very real thing. It's not fun, it's stressful. And on top of all the stresses that come with both being a parent and being a business owner on their own, what the F are you supposed to do? Enter today's guest. Elizabeth Hartke spent a decade building her own business and she did very well at it. But at the height of her career, she realized these dual pulls of business and family just wasn't sustainable. So she ditched the city for a farm in rural Wisconsin on a mission to successfully merge business with family so that the two connected rather than felt like two opposing forces. Nowadays, Elizabeth works with other business owners feeling this same struggle to help them integrate their work with their family in a very similar way, even if slightly less drastic than moving across the country to a farm. And lucky all you, we've got her here on the show with us today to share that journey with us, what changes she made that really worked out, and also to help you ditch that split down the middle, guilt-ridden existence of being both parent or partner and business owner. Cool. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Elizabeth Hartke. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Adam. So happy to be here with you. No, it's great. This Honestly, this is a topic that um, I think I've wanted to explore for a while, but never quite felt it was something that I could talk about just me and I haven't found the right person to talk about. So when I came across you, this was just kind of serendipitous. So uh, the topic we're talking about today is really parenting and entrepreneurship and how the two don't have to be exclusive and can actually work really well together and hand in hand. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. The integration of those two worlds is a really powerful thing. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, We'd spoke about this before when we had a little bit of a chat, but your upbringing, your kind of introduction to the world of entrepreneurship is, is a really interesting one. So I think that's a great place for us to kind of kick off from. So if people have not heard of you before, can you kind of bring us up today? Give us a bit of a backstory about you and, and how you've come to be doing what you're doing now. Yeah, I'd love to. So I actually grew up in entrepreneurship, not in the sense that I'm going to tell you, you know, I had a popsicle stand or a lemonade stand when I was five, but my parents were both entrepreneurs, business owners, and my mom's still running her practice to this day. And my dad recently retired in his seventies. My grandfather worked up until his, you know, last year here. And, uh, my grandmother was in entrepreneurship. I had many aunts and uncles. So for me, it was very natural. That was small business kind of was the heartbeat of our family. And it was how we had so many connections locally and built a village. And it was just such a beautiful thing. And it was how Mm. my parents obviously provided for our family. And my, when I think about my brother and I, we were so entrenched in it, but we didn't, we didn't know anything else until I went to school and I started to see, oh, okay, when uh, we get home off the bus at this person's house and we go inside, that person's dad is working, you know, out of the house. We won't see them and they're, you know, working till five or six. And then uh, the mom might be staying home. So we, I started to ex- get exposed to, oh, people actually have different lives than what my parents had. And I think the, the overwhelmingly noticeable thing as a kid 
was the level of flexibility they had because so blessed. Like my mom never missed a ball game, you know, my dad too. And they were always there at the dinner table with us and cooking us meals and there to put us down at bedtime and cart us around, you know, drive us from activity to activity. And that was such a gift because they were always present. They had that flexibility. But uh, at the same rate, I have memories of being a little girl, maybe four or five years old and getting up to go use the bathroom or go get a drink of water at like midnight mm-hmm. and seeing the dining room light on dim so it wouldn't wake anybody. And there was my mom, you know, quietly and happily working on all the stuff she had missed having been present with us. So that's when uh, I started to understand, okay, running your own business doesn't necessarily mean freedom. It means flexibility. So I've kind of dedicated my career to helping entrepreneurs not just have the flexibility, but really scale to a place where they have freedom so that they can be present to raise up that next generation of leadership in their own homes so they can make those memories and not have to sacrifice what matters most to be present with the people they love most. And that was kind of the birth of the Luminary Leadership Company. I've been in business for 10 years, but if you looked at my business 10 years ago to what it is today, it's literally completely different. It's uh, evolved tremendously over the years. I started in marketing and doing marketing actually in the liquor industry, and then it grew and changed. And then I really started to want to serve entrepreneurs because I just have always since childhood had that special place in my heart for people working so hard. And I wanted to help them gain a little bit more freedom in their world so that the family could be really united. And because I was gifted that opportunity to be a witness in the business with my parents. I also, so many of my greatest life lessons happened in their office or, you know, sitting on the couch, learning about what they were doing or overhearing a conversation they were having with the client and how they were pouring into them and showing up for them, things like that. So a lot of the work I do now is really helping successful entrepreneurs really integrate their, the business they're so passionate about into the family they're so passionate about and not be split in two, but instead be one powerhouse, you know, really successfully leading both callings that mean so much to them. It's a really powerful story and and totally the flip side of what most people, I think, grew up with. And Mm. certainly in, in, I know you're younger than me, but kind of Irish generation. Um, And I think it's, it's interesting that I think you went into entrepreneurship in a way because... I think a lot of people go into entrepreneurship because they saw the other side of it. They saw their parents sure. always working and, and that's what attracted them to the flexibility. So it's it's interesting that you still wanted to go into that and you didn't do the whole rebel thing. And well, go and get a, don't, a nine to five. Don't, <laughs> don't be fooled. I started in the nine to five because okay. <laughs> like we so often do, I ricocheted in the opposite direction of what my parents were doing. And I was like, you know what? I'm competitive. I'm a former athlete. I'll climb the corporate ladder. I'll make money. I won't have, I'll get actual vacation time and like five minutes in the cubicle. And I was suffocating. It was, I was basically <laughs> unemployable, Adam. I was just, oh, wait, why are you telling me what to do? I don't like being told what to do. I like to come up with it on my own. And that didn't really fly in the corporate world. So that didn't last too long. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. I One of the best things I did was when I was at university was, because I thought I was always good with numbers. And I thought, seems like a sensible idea. I'll, I'll be an accountant. I'm good with numbers. You know, you, you rarely see an unemployed uh, poor accountant seems like a good idea, but um, one of the best things that happened was in my first year of university studying accountancy, we had to go do a placement for six weeks working in a in a real life accountancy firm. Um, I came back after four and changed my degree because I was like, <laughs> there, I cannot do this. 
<laughs> for the next 40 years of my life. So it was, it did me a huge favor, uh, that sort of exposure to that. So yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Okay. So um, it's a great story. And I love that. So in terms of what you do now, actually, you know, going back a step, um, I think my audience, obviously, very uh, heavily in terms of numbers, women, a, a lot of entrepreneurship, a lot of people running their own business on their own. They are the business doing it themselves kind of thing. And yeah, I think there's a huge amount of guilt going on. You know, they're either, yeah, I hear this all the time. People thinking I'm, I'm either working or I'm parenting and I'm doing neither properly because I'm trying to do both at the same time. You know, what is the, what is the mindset shift? What is the change to make? Um, yeah, that, that was a plague. That, work? that was a huge struggle for our family. For me, I felt like, okay, when I'm working, I'm guilt, you know, feeling the guilt that I'm not with my kids. And when I'm with my kids, I'm feeling the stress of all the things I have to do, you know, when I finally get back to working. And I was just doing that clear line down the middle, that split of separating these two worlds. And it's, it's impossible to lead in two different worlds successfully at the same time. It's, you know, you, you feel like you have your foot in two different spaces. So I really had to get crystal clear on what I wanted. And that was the first piece of really identifying, wait, you know, growing up, I wasn't separate from my parents' business. Now, granted, it's a little different now, Adam, like I'm sure you see it too. We have boundaries with certain things related to our business, like our cell phones, because it's addicting and, you know, you can be on it too much. And I never want my kid fighting or vying for my time against a device. So things like that, we, we compartmentalize a little bit and say phones go away when the kids are around. But when it comes to our mission and the actual work that we do and how we show up for our family or what we talk about, we don't, it's not hush hush. Like this is very much rooted in who we feel called to be. And we're using our business as a vehicle to do that. And I use the example all the time. My mom, we joke around that my mom is a, um, a counselor in a CPA's body because she is a CPA and she runs her own practice, but mm-hmm. she that's not her mission work. That's the vehicle. She's a CPA. She does people's taxes, right? She, she helps them in that world. But if you were ever to be a fly on the wall of the office of my mom, she's really a, um, she pours into the hearts of people who are walking through tough transitions and moments in life. She gets to know them. Many of her clients are very elderly or maybe have lost their loved one. And so although she's doing their taxes, she's developing a relationship to do what she was put on this earth to do, whether it's within her business or outside of it, which is really to let people feel seen and heard and loved and carried through whatever moment they're walking through. Now, I think of many people in in the industry that you service are that too. Like how often do you hear that, you know, a stylist is also basically a therapist because they're sitting there listening. And (laughs) so the the vehicle doesn't matter. It's the mission that's been placed on your heart. And to try and separate the two and say like, oh, I'll, I'll live my purpose, you know, outside of my career is silly because then you're going to be out of integrity in all those hours that you're living in your career and to strip your children from the opportunity of witnessing the heart of the work you do, not necessarily the, the tactical stuff. I don't want my kid, you know, being bored out of his tree, sitting there watching me send emails and not saying that, <laughs> but he understands why we do what we do. He understands yeah. when I go to a speaking up, you know, engagement, 
um, why mom's leaving for a couple days and and how that's going to impact other people's families. So for me, I had to get clear, like, man, I got to stop separating these two worlds. I got to stop acting like I'm two different people and putting on two different hats at different times. We started looking at it like, okay, we said yes to the call to entrepreneurship, which means directly or indirectly, we said yes for our family too. So they're along for the ride in whatever capacity that looks like. And my kids are little, so it's not like they're, you know, working in our business from a technical sense, but we started to identify ourselves as a founder family, like on this mission together, we were a team and we might have different roles within that team, but just that one thing alone shifted the energy in our family versus me constantly feeling guilty or like shameful when I'm working that I should be momming or whatever it might be. And that gave me a sense of peace and it gave my family such a sense of understanding and um, compassion and empathy for when I'm going through like a tough week if we're in a launch or whatever it might be. So that was huge. But one other thing for us was really starting to sit down as a family and say, right? Who are we? What are our values? Uh, what are our priorities? Not from like a surface level stance. You'll hear people say, oh, my, my values are family and faith and fitness. It's like, what does that even mean? You have to define these things. What would it look like if you're living in integrity with them? What would it look like if you're living integrity out of integrity with those values and the vision and the goals as a family? Because if my business had its own values and had its own goals over here, you know, totally separate from my family and my own big dream that's just for me over here. How can I then weave that into, if like my family is totally separate from that, they're not even in the conversation of what those values are, or what that vision is. And then I come home and I have a different vision and different values and, and different goals over here, of course, you're going to feel split in two. That's a tall order. <laughs> so it was sitting down together, my husband and I, and ultimately even weaving our young kids into the conversation at dinner time. Uh, that's like sacred time for our family is, you know, we always eat yeah, dinner around the table exactly. so that those, those conversations can really flow. And it was over the course of a good year. You know, we didn't intentionally turn, it wasn't a workbook to start, but we started yeah, to develop what we called... So you didn't like sit down one day and go, right, yeah. let's do our values. No. <laughs> no, not at all. It turned into what we call... I just said to my husband, I was like, I need a true north. I need a north star. I need something that's going to guide us because I feel spread so dang thin that I can't do this anymore. I'm burnt out. Uh, I'm unhappy and I love my family and I love my work, but somehow there's no joy. So what's broken here? And that was this process. We kind of would just sit down after the kids would go to bed or around the dinner table with them and just start to have these conversations of, well, what do we want our days to look like? And what do we prioritize? And by having this kind of guidebook for us, it's made our lives so much easier because we have discernment. Like when an opportunity comes my way in the business or when we're looking at our schedule as a family and, and what we want to take on or say yes or say no to, we have something to juxtapose those choices against and say, well, is it in alignment with our true North or is it not like, is it taking us where we want to go? Or is it just a shiny object that sounds cool that might make us a little more money, but it ultimately would take away from what matters most. So we've, we had to get crystal clear and there were some painful years in there of not being very clear and suffering the consequences of that across the board. The kids felt it. Our marriage felt it. I certainly felt it. Um, so it was an evolution, but those were the two big things that we did was that true North and really re-identifying 
ourselves as a team, not these separate parts that just come together at the end of the day. I like that. Now, I'll come on to the true north thing in a second, but there's there's one really key thing that I want to pick up that you said on early there. And it's it's really kind of explaining to your kids your, I guess it, it, it's kind of the very faddish thing of saying your why now, but it's, mm-hmm. it is the bigger calling. Because I think given what I do, I do all my stuff at a computer. So it's very easy for my kids to sort of go, oh, daddy does something with computers. Whereas I don't, I simply, that's the the mechanism I use to help people. And I guess a lot of my audience, it would be very easy for kids to look at them and, and think they just, you know, they do a massage on people or they help people with their skin or something like that. But it's, it's talking to them, I guess, from a very young age about mm-hmm. the, the bigger thing you're doing, the helping side of things that you're doing, the, the difference you're making in people's lives, because it's very easy for kids to see the surface stuff and, yeah. uh, and not really understand. So, so I do, I love that. And, you know, still to this day, my kids, are, I think, are a bit older than yours. And I think if you ask them, they'd still probably say, oh, he plays with computers. But I, th- I think there's something sinking in there <laughs> gradually. Sure. <laughs> but I was, so I was going to move on to some, some practical things. A lot of what you said there was, I, I think, is incredibly inspirational. And I think a lot of people w- would think, I want that. I want to be able to achieve those values and have that balance. I've no idea how to do that. And what I particularly love is you've kind of taken that process, that hardship, that work, that effort that you went through, and you've, I don't know how you describe it, sort of packaged that up into a into a process. Yeah, we call it a workbook. It's, you know, it's really just an opportunity <clears throat> for people to walk through a process that's very hard to do just on your own. Like, like I said, this took us a long time, but then I started writing it down and saying, all right, this is stuff that my clients are struggling with. Like, if if I can get real clear on what I'm actually doing, I could bring this to them and really help ease this pain in their lives. So I did. I work with a lot of, you know, six, seven figure entrepreneurs who have found success, but they hit a breaking point. Maybe, you know, they felt the tension in their marriage. They saw that they were missing the moments with their kids. It was hurting, you know, the bottom line of their heart more so than the bottom line of their business. So I started bringing this process to these clients and the clarity and the joy that started to come back. And the cool thing is the money follows that. When you're inspired, when you're alive, when you know why you're doing what you're doing, when your family is celebrating you and cheering you on and saying, come on, mom, you can do this. I know you have a lot of podcast interviews today, but like, you've got this. Instead of being like, mommy, why are you going away again? Like, why can't you play with me? (laughs) Their perspective changes. It's so energy sucking to me. Every time I go to go in my office and if one of my kids is like, but can't you play with me? Of course, I want to drop everything that's ever existed and be like, screw it. We'll live in a cardboard box. I don't care. I just want to be with my kids. (laughs) But when they, when she, you know, one of my daughters comes and gives me a kiss and says, you're going to help a lot of people today or something really sweet. It it energizes me. We're on the same team now. You know, we're not, we're not splitting up and going our separate ways. Mm. So the first step, and I'm happy to share this with your audience too, just so that they, I'm very visual and I like to have something I actually printed out. I like to, I'm a pen to paper person, but going through this true North process, it, we came up with a bunch of questions that are going to help extract the answers that matter most that are hard to just identify like off the cuff. And there are actual questions to help you identify what your values are. So you don't have to fill in with like these shallow words that don't mean much. And you're going to come up with 10 to 12 core values in order of importance. And what that does is it's going to help you define your family and your mission, but also that is how you lead in your business. Whether you have a team or you're a solo, it doesn't matter. 
Are you treating your clients based on these values? Are you taking on opportunities based on these values? And when you order them, they kind of have a pecking order, right? So you have to make sure that you find your true North value, the thing that leads everything for our family, that's love. It's love. So if it's out of integrity with love, it is not, if, if having that conversation, we have to make sure that that tough conversation we have to have with the team member is coming from a place. We're still going to love them through it. If we have a conflict that we have to deal with, there's still going to be love woven into that conversation. And then when we sit around the dinner table, we actually had this turned into a plaque in our dining room. So it's a visual reminder for our family and our two older ones are learning how to read. So they're starting to, you know, actually see them and understand them a little bit more, but we put definitions to them. What does it mean to live in integrity with love? What does it mean to live out of integrity with love? And then we'll ask them, in their day, how did you see, you know, your siblings show up for this value today? How did you see in the world someone maybe not do it? How would you have done it better? So you're starting to really, you're not forcing a thought on them. You're helping them critically think how they can start to embody these things. And guess what? When you see your kids do it, you're like, man, that's holding me accountable to it. I better live by these values too. Because that is a lens that there is no blurred edges to. That will be stark and, you know, held up to you every single day. What? What I particularly love about that, if you're doing that with your kids now, given that, like I said, mine are a little bit older and I know my eldest, a lot of what she learns, she immediately takes back to school and shares with her friends in yes. some way, not always accurately or the way that it was immediately conveyed, but I love how she does that. So I'm, I'm suddenly picturing your kids going into their class at school and taking leadership skills in with them. And I just, I just that sounds amazing. I love that idea. <laughs> And, and imagine, you know, I think all the time, man, if I, I witnessed this stuff naturally in my parents, but we didn't necessarily sit down and talk about it. We didn't, you know, debrief on the conversation I witnessed my mother have that was really powerful. I just watched it. So I took it for granted. I think when you actually have the conversations, it helps it stick a little bit more for the kids. And then, so the workbook's pretty robust. And then it takes you into, we recommend doing this quarterly because seasons change in life. It's okay to be in a season that your values shouldn't change. That's like your backbone, right? If your values are changing a lot, you got an issue. We got to get a little more clear on who you are and what you're called to and, and what matters. But your priorities from a core stable sense usually remain the same, you know, your family or whatever, but your seasons can shift. My family knows when I'm going into a busy season for events or launching that we're going into a season where business is high priority. It doesn't mean that family gets neglected. It doesn't mean they're not going to get me. It doesn't mean that that value gets tabled of the, you know, we have a value of family, right? But what it means is they're prepared mentally as a part of this team to support in that season where I might be a little bit busier in my business. The same goes for them though. They also are anticipating the summers. I'm like, checked out. I want to be with my family, enjoying the nice weather. Uh, So we plan for that. And it just walks you through this whole process of understanding those values, those priorities, how to operate, how to say yes to the right things, how to say no to the wrong things so that you can really get into your sweet spot. And money follows that, opportunities follow that, joy follows that, health follows that. Because when you are in your zone and you're really operating from that positive space, you have less stress. And the Mm -hmm. biggest thing of all is clarity. When you feel like you know 
what's right for you and the decisions and an opportunity. It just, it happens naturally. You start to magnetize what's right for you and repel what's not. And it's just a really powerful, you know, motivator. And I use it even for my clients that are 30 years into business and multi-million dollars a year. Sometimes they need that recalibration. Sometimes something in their home life might be off or in work might be off and they use this tool to support them. Love that. And the best thing I happen to know is you give this damn thing away. Yeah. Yeah. My team's like, how long are we going to just give this away for free? I'm like, oh, I just like the impact. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you give this away, which is amazing and and wonderfully generous. So if people want to get hold of this, because I think I think anyone listening to this, that this is resonating with be like, I need this. Because like you said earlier on, you cannot have one set of values for you and one set of values for your business when you are are the business or the business owner or or so Mm -hmm. integral to it, because it's it's just going to, it is going to pull you apart at the end of the day. So you you need to have these in place. So how can people get hold of the the True North? If they head on over to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash True North, they can grab it there. Amazing. We'll obviously put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, so people can go and click on that and find it really, really easily. Um, thank you so much for for sharing your time with us today, Elizabeth. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you. It was my joy, truly. And the thing I would love to just leave your audience with is just sometimes when we're running a business, especially when we're a small operation, there are a lot of things in the business that don't feel purposeful. You know, where we're dreading that day during the week when we have to catch up on paying bills or you have back-to-back clients and it's stressful. Just remembering that when you have this value system and you have this mission, everything you do has purpose behind it and it helps you come alive and be inspired again. So just want to remind people, no matter what you're doing, when it's for the greater mission, it matters. It's impacting your family and it's ultimately creating a ripple effect that impacts other people's families. That's so beautiful too, in the work that you do. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And it, just this last week, uh, a client of mine said to me, you know, I'm really struggling in finding some of the stuff that I have to do now for business, justifying it as work. Because, you know, when you're doing, I guess, bits like social media and stuff like that, it can feel like not work, but it's right. so vital. And, you know, it's not something that should be just squeezed in between everything else or added on at the end of the day. It's part of the work and it should be made time for and it should feel good and you should understand why you're doing it. So mm-hmm. absolutely agree with that. Yes. Cool. So um, if people want to like, you know, socially stalk you and find out a bit more about <laughs> you, where's the, where's the best place to come and uh, hang out with you, Elizabeth? Social stalking usually happens over at Instagram. So that's <laughs> at Eliz Hartke, H-A-R-T-K-E. And then I have a podcast, the Luminary Leadership Podcast. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about that. What, what kind of goes on there? That's one of my favorite things I do. Um, really serving these entrepreneurs and helping them see that no matter the type of business they run, no matter where they're at in business, uh, strategy alone is not going to get them to their, their dream, their goal, taking on more clients, working more hours, being strategic and leadership is. So we honor the entrepreneurs and help them elevate into levels of leadership that allows them to do work that really matters. Amazing. Wonderful. Well, honestly, it's been amazing having you uh, with us today. Thank you so much for sharing your time. It's been uh, inspirational talking to you. Um, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. It's sort of earlier on in the day where you are. Um, Thank you again. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thank you, Adam. This was great. A huge thank you to Elizabeth for sharing her time with us 
on the podcast today. She's kind of a big deal too. So I feel very, very lucky to have snagged her time and, and brought her on to talk about such an important topic in you know our lives. Now, honestly, I've wanted to talk about this subject for a while now, but being a bloke, never quite felt that I was going to do it justice on my own. So I'm thrilled to have found Elizabeth and to have had this conversation with her. Now, if you want to grab a copy of the True North process that Elizabeth mentioned, you can head to www.luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash True North. Or if that's a bit of a mouthful and tricky to remember, then we've helped you out. Instead, all you need to do is head to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash True North, and that will redirect you to where you need to be. All right. Now that is it for this week's show. Next week, I think we are asking the question, why should you work with a business coach? Actually, maybe it's the fortunes are in the follow-ups. It's one of those anyway. Here's an idea. Why don't you let me know which one you'd like it to be? And we'll use that one. (gasps) Hey, remember those choose your own adventure books from when you were a kid? Loved those. Always cheated which I know you're not supposed to do. Anyway, let me know which adventure you'd like to go on next week and we'll make it so. Until then, bye for now. You've been listening to the Beauty Business Podcast. My name is Adam Chatterley. And if you've enjoyed this show today, then you must make sure you don't miss another episode. Just click subscribe in whatever podcast application you are listening to this on to be notified when a new episode is released. And if you'd like even more help starting, growing or scaling up your beauty business, then just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash help. And there are a number of resources right there to entertain, enlighten and assist you in your business journey, no matter what stage you're at. 